Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm absolutely honored to be joined today by one of the greatest ever six-time world champion, five-weight world champion, lineal world champion in three different weight classes, undisputed welterweight world champion, and Olympic gold medalist, Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray. How are you doing? You all good? Oh, I'm doing fine, Paul. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. It's a, it's an honor to speak to you. I suppose we'll we'll get straight into it. Um, as a youngster, if you follow boxing or or I speak to boxers all the time, they always looked up to someone. Who did you look up to as a youngster when you were following boxing? Was it the likes of Ali or Fraser? Muhammad Ali was my was my idol. Um, I mean. I had a, I had an opportunity to meet him, and I sat down. And this is like I was like I think uh, like eighteen, nineteen, just before the Olympics. And he said, I, "Hey, I heard about you." He said, uh, "What are you gonna do uh, after after your amateur boxing?" I said, "I don't know," because I had no intentions of becoming a professional fighter. Uh, the only reason I became a professional fighter was because my father. Um, was on his deathbed and I turned pro to make money to pay the bills and that's what made me the fighter that I am I was back then whenever I, I think of it you know you done things so differently to normal pros at that point of their career you never signed with Don King or Bob Arum you took a risk and you almost gambled on yourself it paid off for you but would you advise that same path for any other amateur turning over to the pros or do you think that you got lucky in terms of gambling at that stage well it one word can't describe what you should do well especially now but there's so many opportunities with so many structures i mean it's i mean everything is i mean everything is big and, and there's more of it um more promoters uh managers and what have you but um, i think it put it this way I was just a blessed man because I I, just, I was a kid. I didn't know what was, what was going on, but I happened to be with the right people at the right time. 
it's it's funny as well because it must have been so hard for you to turn down Bob Arum and Don King at that stage because they ran boxing. No, I mean I, I respected Don King and I mean I, I respected all the all the promoters, Bob Arum. But my father was on his deathbed and I was just so out of it. Uh, and I met a number of people and I said, that's who I want to be with from here on out. And that was Mike Trainer and Jenks Morton. My dad's nickname is actually Sugar also. He he's called Sugar because <laughs> oh, he's, he's diabetic. He's because yeah, I'm serious, because he's a diabetic. Everyone calls him Sugar. Um, why did you choose the nickname Sugar? I don't I don't know. I was I, I tried out for the 72 Olympics and I remember like it was yesterday. I lost in the quarterfinals of the trials and I went into the dressing room and I, I was crying my head off. And a guy came back there and he put his hand on my shoulder. He said, listen, sugar man, you're going to be okay. Uh, the next Olympics, you'll be more experienced. He was, And he was absolutely right. And Sugar Ray, Sugar, Sugar Ray. And then I, I saw tapes of Sugar Ray Robinson, who I said, who I idolized. And then when years went by, I was champion. I met Sugar Ray Robinson. And I went up to him. I said, Mr. Robinson, Sugar. Um, I said, I want to, I didn't say apologize. I said, I want to thank you for letting me use your name. He said, absolutely, champ. I mean, it, that was a special moment for me. Very special. Well, Wilfred Benitez, some would say, might have been your, your best win of your career. It was your first world title. How good was he? Because he never gets the recognition of the four kings. And it's always claimed that he was just as good as those. Why is he forgotten about? He doesn't, I don't forget him. Uh, to me, he was one of the best, if not the best, um, fighters, boxers. He was so good. I mean, elusive. Uh, I threw so many punches, and I missed so many punches. That actually, after the fight, I went to the hospital for dehydration. I mean, I, I just fought my heart out. But um, Wilfred Benitez was just, a, he, he was a star in the making. He never got the credit he deserved, but he, like I, you said that, but he was so good. The, the late Brendan Ingle said something about you in an interview. He said you almost had to nail Sugar Ray Leonard to the canvas to beat him. What gave you that never say die attitude? You know what? I got that from my mom. I got that from my father. Uh, they always said, don't ever give up. Don't ever give in. They mean in life. Um, and I never, I never gave in. I never. I, one thing that I had was that determination, and we all have it, but most of us can't activate it. You with me? You just. It takes that intestinal fortitude to be one of the best, if not the best. Your your first defense was against England's Dave Boy Green, an incredible knockout that night. Talk me through that one. Dave Boy Green, I mean, and again, we're friends. When I, whenever I go out there or he come out this way, um, he was tough. He was really tough. Um, but I couldn't, because what was happening, I, if someone says something bad about me or whatever, or just say something wacko about me, it gave me that energy to, to, to yeah, I'm, I'm going to get you for that. I'm, I'm going to get you for saying that. He never said anything. And I, I, I was losing, I was losing that edge. 
And we got in the ring and he, uh, he like barked at me. And I, that's all I needed because I thought he was being cheap. And I told, in fact, I told him that. He said, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but no, no, hey boy, he's, he's a friend of mine. Your, your first loss came against Roberto Duran. Talk me through how that felt for you, tasting defeat for the first time. Talking about, I can visualize it. I can see, I can, I can feel that fight. And I knew, I know when I'm walking to the ring or before I go to the ring, I'm in the, I'm in the, uh, the room, look in the mirror and I, I, I see Ray Leonard. I don't see Sugar Ray Leonard. I see Ray Leonard, the civilian. And I walk towards the ring and I, I try to get myself revved up again. And it wasn't the case. And Roberto Duran got into my head because he, you know, he he, he kind of cursed me, kind of gave gave me the thing, gave my wife the thing. I said, you know what? I'm gonna beat this guy's own game. And that's what I did. I stood toe-to-toe with Duran for 15 rounds. That was the worst thing that I could have done. That was the worst decision I could have made. He hit me so hard. Roberto, they call him Mono State Piedras, hands of stone. I tell you what. Whatever he had in that glove, it was it was more, more than stone. He hit me with body shots and everything, and, and he was so smart and technical and everything. But I, I knew I lost the fight. I knew it was close, but I knew I lost the fight. You lasted the distance with him. Did that give you confidence going into that famous rematch? Famous, of course, for no mass. What an unbelievable fight that was. Well, no, you know, I, 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 I was in, in tremendous shape. And I was so pumped up. I was ready. I was ready to to, take, to win the title or keep the title. But I think again, he, he won the title. He won the fight. Close, but he won the fight. But I said, I gotta fight him. I gotta fight him again. But I also knew his lifestyle because he had a lot of desserts and cheeseburgers, hamburgers, and all that kind of stuff. So he put on some weight. And I wanted to fight him as early as possible. So the fight, the rematch took what six months, I think five or six months, which is really unprecedented. Fights of that significance, of that magnitude, they take years to reach an agreement. But I we made it possible. And I was so I was so pumped up. I was I was so I call it tunnel vision. I was so fo- focused on that fight. But I didn't really hear him say no mas, but he did do that. And what does that mean? And uh, we're going to debate against this whenever I see him. We talk about this all the time. But uh, I just outboxed him. I used my hand speed, which was my which is my major asset. You, you shared the ring with Roberto Duran three times. You beat him twice. In your opinion, does that make you the superior fighter? No, not necessarily. I mean, that, that, the, the third fight was... I didn't have the same oomph. I didn't have, the, you know, I just wanted to just fight him because of the proceeds. Um, but again, when you fight Durant, you you better be you better be ready. You better be ready, Manos de Piedras. You better be ready because he is not something to play with. I mean, all the guys I fought, I mean, Hagler, Hearns, I, you better be ready. Not just physically, Colin, Colin, it's mentally too and spiritually. You gotta be able to get off that get off that canvas and, and come back, compose to compete against these guys. 
you fought Larry Bonds and then you went up and weight to fight Kalulia. I think it was at 153 pounds and then you came down to fight Thomas Hearns. Talk me through that series of events. Well, you know, I, I need that tune-up. I just need, I always need that tune-up. I mean, the only time I didn't have the tune-up was when I fought Hagler. And I remember when I said, I'm going to, I want to fight Marvin Hagler. I got so many phone calls from so many people and everyone for the most part was crying on the phone saying, what, why are you doing this? Who's your tune-up? I said, Hagler, I know you're fighting Hagler, but who's your tune-up? I said, I'm fighting Marvin Hagler. They didn't get it because there was, for me, no one else in front of him that I compete with before I beat, before I, I stand in the ring with, uh, with Hagler. I was so, so zoned in. So, I mean, I could see an ant a thousand miles away. I, I, my vision was ready. Everything was ready. My, my speed was ready. The weight was ready. I mean, everything came into place. Uh, wow. But he, Marvin Hagler, God bless his soul, he's gone too soon. We'll, we'll touch on, on the late Marvin Hagler in a second. I want to talk to you about Kalule first because he was unorthodox and you done well to get him out, out of there. So you, you got him out of there and then you went and fought Hearns. The 13th round is so famous in boxing because the pressure you put on him was remarkable. Finally, you got him out of there in the 14th round. And there was that kind of, in your career, you seemed to get all of these good fighters out of there late. What, what was different between you going into those later rounds and these other fighters? No, you know, um, when I hurt someone a little bit, not a lot, a little bit, I see that. And I get so much more aggressive. I throw more punches. I take advantage of that opportunity. I've always I've always been that way. Just once you see that that little twerve or something, I'm I, I'm on top of you, right on top of you. How close did you come to losing the first time against Hearns? Do you believe if it went to the scorecard, you would have lost? That's that's good question. I put it this way: I know the fight was tough. I mean, the fight was close. That too, that fight was close. But uh, I I also believe that because Tommy kept me away with his long, incredible jab, um, his reach, Tom. Maybe Tommy did have a little edge, I mean, like that much. Uh, but the second fight, Tommy should have won. He should have got the decision in that second fight. I truly believe that. How influential was Angelo Dundee in your corner in the first fight when he was telling you you're blowing it, son, you're blowing it? The right soundbite. I mean, come he he said the right thing at the right time. It's not even how, how loud he said it, but he said the right thing at the right time. And he said, you're blowing it, son. You're blowing it. And that resonated with me. I mean, that's like got me juiced up. So, and I, I was tired, man. I mean, I, I was exhausted. But I got up and I just went for him. I started throwing these punches. Yeah. T talk to me about the late great Marvin Hagler because what were your feelings before that fight and then after the fight? Because it seemed to be a bit different. No, you know, um, when Hagler and I are together, it's the friends were just, you know, hey man, how you doing, man? How's the family? This and that. But when that came about and when the results said, well, Ray won hey, on a on a draw, whatever the case may be, he, he couldn't take that. 
I mean, because they all felt that I was a color, white collar fighter. You know, everything was given to me and everything. Uh, did that bother me? No, I mean, but it did bother me. It, you know, I, I, it's because it's not true. You know, I, I fight for what I got received. Um, and, and and Tommy, and, I, and we're still talking. I mean, I just spoke to him uh, maybe a few hours ago. Yeah, I mean, I miss all my guys. I, I've you heard you, Shannon. I've heard you, Shannon, interview before that you changed your strategy five days before that fight with Hagler. How come? Oh, my God. No, this was, this, oh, my God. And my my, my brothers, my older brother and my, my father and everyone, my friends said, don't fight uh, Hagler. Come uh, on, he can be killed, man. Because I, I, that was a bad time, a dark period for me. Because I was, I was, I was as much as I had accomplished, I was so sad. And I used to do cocaine and drink. And they, and they all knew that. And a lot of my friends, even sports writers, they knew that because they, they were out there with me. But people thought I was crazy, and rightfully so. I understand that. But it was that fight, the Hagler fight. That I knew I, I knew what I had to be like. I knew that I had to go the distance. I had to be smart. Yeah. Do, do you think it was one of them eras just where the four kings all made each other? If you didn't have each other, you wouldn't have been as great as what you were? I mean, really. I mean, we wouldn't be talking about it as much. I think, you know, the four the four kings, I mean, it's and I and I feel I feel honored to be included. Why did you keep coming back from retirement so late in your career? Was it hard to stay away from being in the ring? Yeah, you know, just it just takes it takes a lot to kind of get me going, and 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 then listen to people how they feel, because everyone doesn't feel the same way, and rightfully so. But I I I saw again I saw something in Hagler. I saw something with Tommy Hearns for. I learned from my first fight against Roberto Duran because I I said I, I should have did this instead of doing that. No, no, it's like it's almost like a a student. Yeah, it's like a student in class, and and then you come back and you're able to get all A's. It's that kind of picture. We've recently seen in the UK Kel Brooks struggling with his mental health, some substance abuse. He's finding it hard being away out of the ring. How did you overcome the drink and the drugs at the time? And how, how, what advice would you give someone like Kelbert who's struggling right now? It is a challenge. Yes, is it? It's one of your. It's one of our toughest fights. Uh, the thing with me, I mean, because alcohol and, and drugs don't discriminate. And I used to think because I'm Sugar Ray Leonard that I'm not a drug addict. I'm not an alcoholic. It was until I met my lovely white Bernadette, and she took me to my first AA meeting. I was a nervous wreck. I could, I would have, I would have decided, I would have been okay with fighting Hearns and Hagler the same night. But going into that ring, I mean, going to that uh, building with AA members, uh, they say, I'm Bob, I'm an alcoholic, I'm John, I'm, I'm Susan. I said, I'm Ray. I didn't say I was an alcoholic because my perception of an alcoholic were people on the street, homeless people. Look at me, I'm okay. 
And that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing from the truth. But I tell you what, you feel the love, support, giving back, make a difference. I that's when you start loving yourself. Really when, loving yourself. When, when you look at all these different champions throughout the years since you have retired, who sticks out in your mind? One for me, I'd love to see you fight is Floyd Mayweather. I know you fought his father, but is there anyone out there that you would you look at and you say, I'd love to fight that guy? No, no. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a blessed man. I've been a fighter for nearly 50 years. And to come out somewhat unscathed, I mean, that's a blessing. I mean, God touched me. And the only reason I turned professional, I don't, I don't think you know, but I turned pro to help my parents have to build it, to, to give them a house, to say, mom, from here on out, you don't have to work another day in your life. And I did that. And boxing allowed me to do that. I mean, that's a wonderful thing. Who do you enjoy watching right now when, when you turn on the television and you watch boxing on a Saturday night? Who sticks out at you? They all do. And like I told someone earlier, that uh, I don't pick one guy, pick one guy. Because if, if Muhammad Ali, who is my idol and my, and my friend, if he says, well, if he had not mentioned my name, I would have been hurt. I would have been really hurt. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been really hurt. So I say now, because I love all the fighters, because being a fighter it takes a special kind of person. And these guys, and these women too, special people that I love and I don't try to say anything negative to towards that, you know? I mean, being a boxer is one thing. Being a successful boxer is a whole different thing. In terms of, you know, you've you won Olympic gold and you won world titles, which, which sits higher for you? The gold, I mean, as crazy it may sound, but the Olympic gold, because people can win the title World title, but very few people can win the Olympic gold medal. It is. I mean, it's it's how that's how I felt, um, and that's what and that's and it was it was the gold medal that allowed me to be in, in the position, business position, to to accomplish what I had. Sugar Ray, before I let you go, you're bringing out these new title boxing gloves. I've had a bit of a sneak peek at them. They look fantastic. Tell me a little about them. Well, it's, it's been a it's been a work on it under conditions for quite some time, and I, you know what? I just saw something. The gloves. I have little hands, so those these gloves, they fit my hand well. Um, the color, you know, it's like it, it all reminds me of those big moments I've had, whether it's the Olympics, uh, a title fight, or what have you. They feel good, and you should feel good when you into that, when you get into that ring. Where, where can you get them and, and what's the price point for these gloves and is there different types of the gloves? Well, I tell you what, I'm going to send you something, but this is, I don't know, if you can see this. Yeah, I can see it. Okay. Okay, perfect. I'm going to send what, it to you, by the way. I, I appreciate okay. that. I appreciate that. If 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 you could sign up for me, that would be great. That would be magic. If I could stand up for you, yeah, oh, if sign. you could sign them for me. Oh, sign. Okay, but also if you can go two rounds with me, I think that would be. Okay, yeah. I'll 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 take you up on that. 
Okay. Tell, so, tell me this. When do the gloves come out? They're available now. Right now, so anyone listening to this video can go and get those gloves online. So they're title boxing gloves by Sugar Ray Leonard, right? Absolutely, yes. Um, I, I got very little sleep last night, so please bear with me. I got you. All right. Um, my next fight. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I wrote, okay? How, how much do you weigh? Oh God, I don't know. I don't want to tell you. Probably double <laughs> your weight. <laughs> you see that? I can see it. My next fight column. I'm gonna I'm gonna screen grab that and put it as as the photo on this video. Well, Sugar Ray, it was an absolute honor to speak to you. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, hopefully we can catch up again soon. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.